right, hello everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Garage Podcast. I am your host, David, as always, and uh, with me today again is my lovely wife and sometimes co-host, Lindsay Dassaw. How are you? Good. How are you? I am excellent. I am very excited to talk about today's topic. We are in episode number 34, and this is a fresh start, colon, anticipating MCU's phase four. So basically, we're going to be doing just that. Uh, We'll be anticipating uh, Marvel's phase four. This is going to be a bit different than previous phases for MCU, mostly because they have the Disney Plus stuff. So it, it won't be just films like we're used to. It'll be both films and the, the stuff that will be released on Disney Plus, which I don't think we'll actually see the stuff from Disney Plus until like next fall of 2020. But yeah, it's uh, it's basically, you know, the the more unique of phases that we've seen so far. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll just kind of dive into it. We, it looks like there's about 13 or 14 different titles between the two platforms. And what we're going to do is we're going to split them up. Uh, We're going to talk about the movies first and then talk about the Disney Plus stuff afterwards. And we're going to go in chronological order for both. And I guess one thing to note, first, uh, spoilers, because we'll probably get into a little bit of backstory of the the movies that are set to come out in phase four that have, uh, that are sequels. So yeah, spoiler alert. And then... We will, uh, there was another disclaimer I was going to throw out there and I, I totally forgot. I'll, I'll think of it like five minutes from now. Uh, well, one thing is, is like nothing is set in stone. So anything right. we say or discuss it, you know, we're just speculating a lot of it and a lot of it is rumor. So it's right. all we have to go on right now. Yeah, there's, I, I mean, there's the, the biggest thing I think we have right now is casting like there's there's really no major like plot lines thrown out there like with the the directors like yes this is what it's about you expect to you know see this happen with x y and z it's more like speculation and you know a few directors have hinted about you know hey since we're bringing this person on to be this character you can kind of sort of take that into consideration when you do your own speculation like you know, this character is from the comic books. This is what happened with this character. So you can kind of guess as to what might happen. So that's that's basically the level that we're at right now. But before we get into the very first movie that's slated for Phase 4, we're going to just quickly go over the what seems to be the very final details of the whole Spider-Man, Sony, Disney debacle. Basically, the CEO for Sony Pictures came out and said that the quote-unquote door is closed for right now on Spider-Man being in the MCU. Uh, He thinks that Spider-Man has a major future and and a big role to play in Sony's soon-to-be-like-owned Spider-Verse, I guess. he didn't really call it that, but it's basically they, they want to create their own universe with 
Spider-Man characters. And they'll probably attempt to do a Sinister Six type thing like they people have been talking about forever and a day now. But uh, I can't really get too excited about this because I I don't know. I, I mean, you, Lindsay, you agree with me that this latest incarnation of Spider-Man with the MCU is, is the best. And to see it leave so soon after they got it is is pretty disappointing and i mean i'm sure that once you know spider-man makes his debut or return or whatever the fuck you want to call it in uh uh, for sony stuff then it i don't know it, it might be kind of glossed over and you know okay by then but as of right now i i can't really get too excited about it i'm not able to yeah, I'm pretty heartbroken. I, I feel like um, Spider-Man being a part of the MCU was really great. Um, and I don't feel like Sony has enough um, characters really left for Spider-Man to really interact with. I mean, my understanding is they've pretty much given up all the X-Men. And so it's just Spider-Man. <laughs> well, I'm sure yeah. that they'll they'll come up with, you know, some some spider-man characters that we we just haven't seen yet and there's plenty from the source material that they haven't brought to the the big screen yet well that's that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying like as far as like his team-ups with other major superheroes okay like as far as like the avengers and you know right People like that, it's going to be rather limited, and it was very exciting to see Spider-Man in that context. Right. And we're no longer going to be able to have that yeah. in any really shape or form. Also, I feel like Disney has really um, done a better job of sticking to the source material, mm-hmm. and I feel like um, Tom Holland is just an awesome Spider-Man, and he's done really well. Yeah. I enjoyed some of the past Spider-Man movies, but I will say that since he's gone over to disney it's come a long way and yeah and um i feel like i said he's it's in the best hands being with disney right and you know and yeah you know i guess marvel disney somebody sold out blah 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 but um the movies that we've seen i've enjoyed them all they've been a lot of fun but yeah, if you want to read more about it, the the website CBR or Comic Book Reader, I think is what it's short for. They have a lot of good articles and uh, you know good factual information that you can be pretty reliant on. So yeah, we're gonna move forward and we're going to talk about the first MCU movie of Phase Four that is slated, and we uh, it is Black Widow, the the solo movie that has been highly anticipated for a very long time now and been we've been asking for it for a very long time and we weren't sure if we were going to get it because of the way things turned out for Natasha and Endgame and but we're we're excited because looks like we're we're getting one yeah and I mean I guess it's possible in some of the multiverses that are coming up that her character could continue in some way Sure. But um, I'm pretty disappointed with her character arc as far as in game. And 
Yeah, it was. I'm excited for this movie, but I'm like, what does it really change? Like, what is it going to change about what we know about her and how we feel about her participation in the MCU? I I think it's I think it's actually going to. I don't know how much it's going to quote unquote change, but I I have a feeling that we'll look at her character quite a bit differently after this movie. And it seems like this movie might also serve the purpose of introducing her successor, which uh, we're going to get into here in just a second. But yeah, uh, so like I said, it's it's the first MCU Phase 4 movie re- uh, set for a release date of May the 1st of next year, 2020. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is one of the executive producers on the film. And one of the biggest kind of questions leading up to this movie, knowing that she uh, unfortunately met her demise, or she didn't really, met, she jumped off a cliff herself in, in Endgame. Uh, we were curious as to exactly where this would take place. And we learned that it's supposed to take place during, uh, after the events of Civil War, but before Infinity War. So there's that two year time period chronologically that you know we uh, what they have to work with so that's kind of the time frame of when this movie is supposed to take place so so we have that and it seems like from from all the information that we have about characters and and what little we know about plot it's kind of uh natasha confronting her her past or or people places and things from her past uh, there's there's basically um, the there's uh, someone named Yelena Belova I believe that's how you pronounce it. it it she's supposed to be played by Florence Pugh which she was the female lead in Midsummer if you saw Midsummer we also did a episode on Midsummer uh, a couple episodes back uh, Ted and I did she in the comic books apparently takes up the mantle of Black uh, Black Widow for for a while uh, I'm not sure exactly how that comes about uh, if you're a huge comic book nerd and you want to come at me with the information that I need to kind of fill in the gaps then I would love for you to come at me with that information um then uh, we, we also have a character named Milena Vostikoff, which uh, is played by Rachel Weiss. She was in The Lobster, The Fountain, a bunch of other stuff. I think she's rumored to play Iron Maiden. And then Alexei Sh- 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 oh boy, Alexei Shostakov. Does that look right? Sh- Sh- Shostakov. Yeah. Uh, who's basically the, the Red Guardian uh, he's also kind of considered the Russian Captain America, and that is played by none other than Dave, David Harbour from Stranger Things. We all know, you know, Hopper. We all love and adore him and hope that he comes back somehow, some way in the, the next season of Stranger Things. But that's, you know, totally off topic. So... Yeah, like I said, we, just like all the other movies and Disney Plus shows, we don't really have a whole lot of information, mostly just kind of things surrounding the the characters that they're bringing in. Apparently, there's going to be a little bit of backstory on the the Red Room, a.k.a. Black Widow program. Well, like in the comic books, she was married to Lexi at one point. 
and okay i don't know yeah i i i was reading somewhere when i was doing some research on this that i think a clip of this was played at it was it might have been comic-con the san diego comic-con which of course is where all this was you know announced and you know it was just a short clip from the movie but yeah i uh, it it definitely looks like they're you know you know bringing the business with with this movie and i'm i'm really excited for it uh, i know that you are too i guess <laughs> i'm i, I know um, how much I, you like black widow but i can see where you're coming from how it's maybe a little difficult to get excited because it's it's like what's the point because she's already dead yeah a little bit um also, I'm waiting for them to announce for sure that Hawkeye's going to be in it because okay. if he's not, <laughs> it's very disappointing to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, where was he in the whole, like, yeah. Well, they they said that Budapest is supposed, or Budapest, I, I, it's pronounced both ways. Either way, they were saying that that's supposed to play some sort of role in the movie. So whether it's like a flashback or they're just going to talk about Budapest again, this is nothing like Budapest. Uh, so yeah. Uh, well, well, it's not been confirmed yet and he'd better have more than a cameo. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Ho- hopefully, hopefully we'll get some Hawkeye action because we all know that they play off play really well off each other. So Yeah. So the next movie that we have to look forward to after ooh, after the Black Widow film is The Eternals. And I really don't know a whole lot about the uh, this this storyline. I've I've kind of taken some notes as far as the casting and and who they're playing. Uh, Richard Madden is set to be Icarus. Angelina Jolie is set to be a character named Thena or Thena. Not sure. Uh, Kumal Nanjiani uh, is uh, playing a character called Kingo. Um, Salma Hayek, which I think is supposed to be the lead, more or less. Uh, and she plays a character named Ajak. Uh, the, she was quoted by Kevin Feige as like the leader of the Eternals. Uh, and there's you know some other... Uh, characters thrown in there, uh, actor characters thrown in there as well. And the overall premise plot of the the Eternals is that they are a race of immortal aliens and they are sent to Earth to, uh, by the Celestials to protect Earthlings against the Deviants. And Where the hell have they been? <laughs> I know, right? Maybe they just <laughs> You know, they took a nap. Or something. They put their phones on vibrate, and they totally missed the memo for yeah. the last like 10, 12 years or so. Yeah. Either way, uh, yeah. So uh, they're, uh, you know, the the Eternals are, you know, supposed to supposed to come. Looks like November sixth of twenty twenty. My understanding is, um, this movie was actually supposed to take place before all the MCU stuff, like chronologically. Mm-hmm. So like even before like Captain Marvel, yeah. Like before, yeah. Before Captain Marvel, before everything, yeah. Oh, okay. So cool. Also, um, something I'm kind of excited about, but also a little disappointed. Lauren, um, is it Ridoff? Ridloff? Um, 
She's playing Makari. Um, she's slated to be the first deaf character in the MCU, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm a little disappointed by because I always wanted it to be Hawkeye. But uh, yeah, I mean, if um, you're, you're going to say stay true to you know a character's you know, origin story and and all that, right? But um, is this? I, I I mean, you seem to know a little bit more about this actor and character than I do. Is, is this? Do you know if this character is supposed to be deaf in the comic books as well? Or yes, is it, it, yes. Is it just a... No. As far as I know, she uh, was deaf in the comic books as well. Okay. And then um, um, Lauren, um, from what I've read, she was um, a deaf child. She was born deaf to hearing parents. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I think that's pretty cool. I hope they use some sign language and some cool stuff in the... Yeah, that would be really neat. In the movie. Um, you know, my I love reading about... Um, I My heart is a special needs teacher, so special education teacher, so I always, like, find it awesome when, like, actors have, like, a disability and they're incorporating it into right. them. And so, I don't know. We'll see. I, I hope... Um, I hope it looks cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, I. I mean, I'll be. I'll be excited for it either way. I've seen. Uh, I don't think it was fan art. I think it was more like concept art, but official concept art of the Eternals, and it looked kind of cool. It looked like people in mech suits, maybe, uh, or, or just characters that look like people that are in mech suits but they're actually just i I don't know i i was looking at it on my phone and it was like during dinner when one of our children was like pulling on my leg so i didn't get a good good look at it but anyways yeah so the next film after that is shang chi and the legend of the ten rings and just like the eternals i really don't know much about this one either uh, this one is set to be released in february 2021 and it's gonna be the first movie uh, uh, of 2021 and as far as casting goes there's really not a whole lot there's uh, Simu, Simu Lu as shang chi and tony long Tony, I want to say Lung, but it's L-E-U-N-G, so I am very sorry that I, I can't pronounce that. But he's supposed to be the the Mandarin, and uh, the Mandarin is the leader of the Ten, Ten Rings, and if you go back to the third and final Iron Man film, you'll remember that... The Mandarin was supposed to be the the villain, but you know they they pulled the old switcheroo and they were like, "Haha, he's not the real villain." You know this other guy is, and that's the reason why it's definitely not my favorite Iron Man movie, but still a good movie. But yeah, the the real Mandarin is supposed to be uh, the in this film, and it's supposed to be the very first Asian led cast film of the MCU which is really cool so they're staying true to the source material when it comes to um, the Mandarin storyline and um, you know the Ten Rings and all that so so that's really cool and of course just like the others we don't really have much in the way of storyline plot etc so I don't know do you know any more about this movie than I do no 
skeptical. Well, we'll press on then. So then we have Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and I think the uh, which is set to be released May seventh of twenty twenty one. I think it'll be earlier than that. You think so? Well, I don't know. Um, either that or the release of WandaVision will be pushed back. I so what I heard was that. So, uh, Scarlet Witch slash Wanda is supposed to be in this. She's supposed to make some sort of an appearance, and you have a little bit of information on her role in this film. And what she does is supposed to directly tie into WandaVision, uh, which will be released either shortly before or shortly after uh, on Disney+. Plus. So, yeah, I mean, you, you were telling me a little bit about about it before we we hit record so why don't you i was just saying that um i thought it had to do with um wanda wanting to go back and you know retrieve vision right or kind of recreate him and um now with all these multiverses that they've in um unintentionally unintentionally created that it's going to be about her bringing i guess vision back into her life yeah yeah that would be neat to see hopefully they can pull something off like that i mean it with every every character that they find a way to bring back from the dead kind of lowers the overall stakes of the mcu because it's it's like nothing feels Permanent. Yeah, and finite, and it's hard to get sad There's about... superheroes. I don't think it's meant to be finite. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we can write off Captain America and Iron Man, but yeah, it is, uh, there, there's a little bit of that where, you know, people come back to life and you're like, you know, what, how am I supposed to react in the end? It's like this weird game of... The boy who cried wolf. Where Sad because you know it's going to be a while for them to be able to, you know, work it in for them to come back. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, that's just Kevin Feige and all his writers working their mystical magic, uh, you know, keeping everything wide open so that, you know, anything is possible for the MCU future. But yeah, uh, you know, like I said, it's, it, it's kind of supposed to... According to Benedict Cumberbatch, it's supposed to have a little bit of a horror a horror element to it. He really didn't go didn't elaborate or go into any greater detail other than that. So that should be interesting. I'm sure it's not going to be off the rails scary because after all at the end of the day it's still an MCU movie and little kids are going to be going to see this. So unless they you know, slap this with a, an R rating, which is highly unlikely, then they will most likely just, you know, it'll probably be a little ramped up, I think, from the way the first Doctor Strange was. Like with Dormammu, I remember watching Doctor Strange and Dormammu coming on and Charlie walking in and he was like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> like ran out the room. I was like, "Yeah, Dormammu's a scary bitch." <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I I can kind of see what what he might be getting at with you know some sort of scary horror element to it. 
But, yeah. you know. So, uh, the last film slated for Phase 4 is Thor Love and Thunder, which I think might be the most anticipated of the, the Phase 4 movies. Uh, debatedly. You know, it all depends on your preference. But Thor, of course, is, as of right now, the only movie in the MCU that is getting a fourth. Uh, that's correct, right? I mean, there, there's no other movie. Uh, Not that no I know other, uh, Characters that have gotten a fourth. I mean, there's, you know, there's been a Iron Man 3, Captain America 3. But it's not like really a fourth movie because i mean really they're they're kind of passing the torch on to the next thor right so it's, it's yeah not... yeah i can i can definitely see this possibly being like the character thor's last last film and because as we all know they are bringing jane foster back she's supposed to be the mighty thor uh Taika Waititi's back as the director. Hopefully, he'll reprise his personal role as voicing. Um, is it? It's Korg, right? Yes. And and then Tessa Thompson uh, playing Valkyrie. So we have you know a lot of characters that we're familiar with coming back, which kind of amps up the the level of excitement for this film because. Uh, Ragnarok was so awesome and it looks like a lot of what made that awesome is returning plus Jane Foster and hopefully they'll have her do something in in this one and she did science what do you want <laughs> yeah science bitch that's right she was science she did it sort it, of maybe I, I don't know is she like she did some science in the first one and then the second one she basically just got possessed by the ether I mean, she was she was just kind of there. Well, you to... know, sometimes shit like that happens. Just like you know, right. Hawkeye Som- was possessed in, by Loki. You know, and... sometimes you find your find yourself on a distant planet. You get you know shot up with some red dust, and you know it's shit just happens like that sometimes. I guess. Yeah, um, but my real hope is um, I want to see the return of Darcy, which is unlikely, but like. <laughs> Out of all the Thor characters, she's my absolute favorite. Right. I love her snark. I just love her. uh I think she's funny. Uh, Granted, I mean, she doesn't do a whole lot per se. Right. But I find her humorous and funny. Yeah. No, she is pretty funny. Hopefully she'll find her back at least for, you know, a couple scenes. Uh, So that would be cool. Uh, So, yeah, that's that looks like it's pretty much it as far as the... The films confirmed for for Phase Four. The what we know about for Phase Five, which of course you know that's on down the road. It won't be until the spring of twenty twenty two, which I mean seems so far away, but it's really only like sort of kind of two years. Uh, so we know Black Panther two is happening. Looks like May of twenty twenty two. Guardians of the Galaxy three. Uh, looks like it's going to be late 2022. Captain Marvel 2 doesn't really have any kind of time frame as a release date. They did mention that they were finally going to bring Blade into the MCU fold, which is really cool. I am kind of ashamed to say that I never saw any of the Blade movies that, that came out in the... 
it was like the late 90s, right? I don't know. W- weren't you a f- fan of Blade? Like those movies? I feel like you mm. were, you liked those movies. I mean, when we first met, you were, you know, pretty into like vampire lore and stuff. No? No. no. <laughs> I don't, well, maybe it was one of my many other girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that wasn't it at all. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's, uh, of course, what's his name? Um, he played Cottonmouth in Luke Cage, in the first season of Luke Cage on Netflix. And I, uh, his name is slipping my mind. Uh, I could look it up on IMDb, but you can do it just as fast. So yeah, he's, he's supposed to be playing Blade we think we might get a Fantastic Four and a Mutants movie uh, separate, uh, but we we really don't know. Uh, like we we know that they they kind of been talking about it for a while now, and you know they they basically have Disney has the rights to bring the Fantastic Four and Mutants into the MCU if they want to. So it seems like that that could be a thing and I think a lot of speculation surrounding the Fantastic Four is that they had purchased Stark Tower and that's the reason why at the end of Homecoming or I guess uh, during the, the the you know the whole movie is you know you see Happy uh, facilitating the move of you know everything out of Stark Tower and to the new Avengers compounds uh, in uh, I guess that's upstate New York. Anyways, uh, yeah. So they uh, I, the the most speculation I've seen on the interwebs is that the Fantastic Four purchased that building and that's where they'll reside uh, when and if the they make a Fantastic Four movie. So yeah, and then of course you know no one knows anything about mutants uh, other than you know it could be a thing and then there will be a fifth avengers film uh or what are we up to it it's five right yes the, two, the, yeah uh it, but it won't there won't be any avengers film in phase four it, it'll it won't be until phase five that that we'll see one but i think kevin feige announced that there will be one i mean it, it seems pretty obvious but yeah so yeah, we'll uh, we'll kind of push onward to the Disney Plus stuff, and the first show that we have to look forward to is uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I believe that's what it's going to be called. Uh, that's uh, all I've heard it called. Yeah. <clears throat> so basically, what we know so far is that it's supposed to debut next fall, twenty twenty, and it's supposed to revolve around. A few things. One of it, one of those being society's reaction to a black Captain America. But uh, what's uh, um, um, Anthony Mackie? Yeah, sorry, I was trying to think of the actor who plays uh, Falcon. Uh, he said that basically he, you know, both him and. Uh, you know, Falcon have no interest in taking on the Captain America title. Like they, 
he'll simply you know fly around as the Falcon, but with Captain America's shields. You know he he's you know expressed zero interest as, you know as the character for not wanting to take up the mantle, wanting it to kind of quote unquote die with Captain America because that you know that belonged to him. But you know he'll he'll take the shield. It's you know a pretty fucking cool piece of armor. Uh, so. Um, there is, uh, there's a couple other things to, uh, that, that we know there's uh, going to be the introduction of a new character called John Walker, uh, who's played by Wyatt Russell. Uh, he was in Ingrid Goes West and he was in an episode of Black Mirror. And from what I've read, he was a character pretty prevalent in a iteration of, the Captain America comic books where he steps in as Captain America when Steve Rogers refuses to sign the what is known in the film as the uh, Sokovia Accords uh, but it's I think it's known as something else in the uh, the comic books either way uh, he's he basically steps up as Captain America and I think there might be some battling back and forth between him and um, and Falcon to who's going to kind of I guess quote unquote take up the mantle of um, you know Captain America. Not exactly sure if that's you know a th- a thing uh, if it's just speculation. You know it it could it's probably just speculation for now. But um, you know what we know about. Uh, uh, John Walker is that um, he, according to the comic books, he has superhuman physical abilities pretty similar to Captain America. Um, they were given to him somehow, some way by Dr. Carl Malice. And yeah, he. Uh, I, I just realized saying that the doctor's name out, out loud, uh, it's might be a play on words i guess yeah i mean why wouldn't you want to work with someone named malice right that i mean doesn't sound it's it's spelled m-a-l-u-s not m-a-l-i-c-e malice as in like bad or evil but still like you know i i didn't really put two and two together so i don't know Uh, i yeah i didn't do as much homework on him as i guess could have or should have but you know i'll i'll leave that up to you you listeners uh, to to do that um we do know that emily van camp is supposed to reprise her role as sharon carter who of course played the great niece of peggy carter and she's also slated to make an appearance in wandavision uh, according to IMDb and certain reports, I believe. Uh, do you do you have any thoughts or feelings about that? I know that you're a huge Peggy Carter fan. I am. All right. Well, apparently, I don't know you as well as I. Th- so I took it that you were a a a fan of hers, just in the slightest, because of the 
fucking backlash that I got from you when I was like all excited about, you know, if Captain America is going to die at the end of Endgame, at least he got, you know, he got his girl. He got to go back in time. He he got to get married to, you know, the girl that he was in love with and he got to, you know, see that part of his life that he's always wanted. He got he got to have that. And you came at me with, she don't need no man, she need me, baby. And, and you felt very strongly in that moment, 100% against everything that I just said. And I was like, whoa, all right, well. I just, I just think that, like, Peggy Carter, she had her own story. She didn't need Captain America. And she got married to someone else. I mean, you know, she, she lived a life and a good one. Oh, she got two lives. Yeah, even without Steve, and I, I just, I just think it's kind of um, backwards to say, "Oh, well, look what Steve gave her, and look now she's got this great life because she's got Steve." I don't think that's what they were trying to say at all. I think they were trying to say the opposite. Look what she gave him. Well, um. I just she was a really strong character um and she accomplished a lot and like I said she married um she married somebody else and I just don't think like and I think that it messed up the timeline for Steve to go back and do that yeah I think with the Disney plus stuff we're gonna see a lot of repercussions from messing with the timeline and and probably in the movies as well because you know there's there's some people in here that you know aren't supposed to be here so uh yeah um but that that's that's pretty much uh all we really know about you know falcon and winter soldier we know that like i said it's it's supposed to take a look at you know society's reaction to him becoming the new quote unquote Captain America. It's supposed to possibly explore a little bit of, you know, racism in, in today's culture. Uh, so, you know, it, it probably won't go too hard in the paint as far as, you know, like certain political views. But, you know, then again, we did have uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, which was, you know, like a, um, like a political thriller, basically. So, you know, I, I'd be, uh, I'm very interested to see where they go with this show. It's, it might be, it's definitely the Disney Plus show that I'm looking forward to the most. Probably me too. I'm looking forward to the snark between Bucky and Falcon. Right. Yeah, it's, it, it's been played off as like this, you know, uh, buddy comedy kind of situation where, I mean, we, we really don't know. It's like an odd couple. Yeah, it, it really is. Like, we, we really haven't seen them interact with, with each other a lot. But, you know, we had, like, that one scene of them in that cramped car in, uh, was, it, was it Austria or somewhere in Civil War? Mm-hmm. You know, they were about to, you know, do the big fight and she met up with... Um, Sharon Carter, you know, and she gave him all his shit back. And he was like, can you move your seat up? And he's like, no. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure we will have some of that, that attitude. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping so, because it's I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it'll be pretty entertaining. Yeah. 
But yeah, we'll uh, so we'll have Wandavision next. Uh, that's set as of right now, spring twenty twenty one, and they will possibly be bringing back Vision in some form or fashion. Uh, that... Well, it's Wandavision. I don't see how they're gonna have it without him. Right. I mean, it's it's in the title, so you know. I mean, he 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 definitely dead right now. But like you said, well, he's there's... a fucking robot, so. <laughs> Boot that shit back up. <laughs> you know what? I have a feeling that it's not that simple. Probably not. No. It, but I think they'll find a way to manipulate one of those little spare timelines that uh, I guess is a pretty good segue into the next show slated after WandaVision, uh, which is the, the Loki show. And it's not called the Loki show. <laughs> It'd be fucking funny if it's the Loki show <laughs> with his guest, uh, his pointy helmet. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm not funny. Uh, but no, so Loki is, uh, I th- it's supposed to come, come out shortly after WandaVision. And you brought up an interesting thing that I don't know how factual it is. I mean, I don't know how factual it is either. But, you know, he, so he, uh, at, as you all probably remember in Endgame, when they were at the bottom of Stark Tower trying, uh, it was Tony and <sighs> Tony and Bruce and Captain America, uh, Steve Rogers. They're part of the time heist trying to get the Space Stone, and you know they they flub and Loki makes makes off with it you know he just he, he takes off with the the space stone as it's you know encapsulated in that thing with the the two handles one on each end and so i think some speculation is leading to you know the the show following him as he makes off with this uh, with the space stone and um creates like a you know another dimension or alternate reality or or whatever so yeah i I think that's that's kind of the the thing that you know will be will be seen maybe uh who knows uh after loki is what if and i am not sure if this has any source material with it like uh, comic books there might be but what we know about it so far is that it's an anthology series. It's narrated by Jeffrey Wright, who is in Westworld. And that, that's that's pretty much it. Like, it's, it's supposed to be a look at, I think, all the... Uh, or, or some of the films in the MCU and, like, what if this happened instead of this... Like, what if Loki made off with that space stone in Avengers? <laughs> that's that's a pretty good example. Uh, so, yeah, it's, you know, probably going to be something like that. Uh, I really I, have no idea. I don't know. It's, it sounds cool. But that's pretty much the last show that we have information on. The other shows are Hawkeye, uh, Sometime in Fall 2021, Miss Marvel, which has been announced, but nothing, no no release dates or anything. Same thing for Moon Knight and She-Hulk. Uh, those three titles, you know, they like I said, they've, they've been announced as in they're going to be things, but there's really nothing to, to add more to that than 
that there'll be there'll be things there'll be shows on Disney Plus, which you know is cool. Uh, I mean, we definitely will not be short of entertainment on Disney Plus. It seems like Disney Plus is trying to do their best to ram a rod down Netflix's throat uh, with you know. And two big middle fingers like, we're going to beat you guys. And plus, we're going to release all of our uh, streaming uh, statistics because you fuckers can't do that. Well, I guess they could, but I don't know if Disney's going to do that. But (laughs) I don't know. I just like to envision, you know, Disney and and Netflix just like duking it out. But I don't really think it's like that. I mean, Netflix is going to be losing a lot once they lose their Disney content, but at the same time they have a lot of original content. They have a lot of content that they've purchased from others. Yeah. And I, I think they're going to be fine. Yeah. I I mean, I'm I don't anticipate, you know, cutting off Netflix once we get Disney Plus no, or anything. I, we'll definitely be getting Disney Plus. I mean, just for the Marvel stuff alone, but for for the kids to have all the Disney movies like you know all the classic movies, all the Pixar movies, all the Mickey Mouse stuff. Uh, you know that's, I mean it, it. It'll be well worth the, what is seems to be a very ridiculously low monthly subscription price. Which I'm sure they will jack up as soon as humanly possible. Well, I mean the the monthly subscription, like the base price, I think is like seven ninety nine, and you're probably right. It is like a introductory price for like the first year and then it'll go up but i'm sure it's also like netflix where that's like the 7.99 price is like one account and then you you know boost it up to like 12 or 15 or 16 or 17 bucks a month and then all of a sudden you get like the hd version of channels like uh like netflix has you know where uh you know and then you have uh, you know, up to five different accounts or whatever. So I'm sure their their tiers will be something similar to that. But yeah, um, I I think that's that's pretty much it. We we talked about all the all the stuff coming to the MCU during Phase Four. Um, I you know I thought a fresh start was a pretty appropriate title for this episode because although we are definitely getting our fair share of sequels uh there's you know the the whole thing about phase four is it's supposed to be this you know this new new beginning for for a lot of things for a lot of reasons you know we we saw the end of so much in endgame and which naturally means that you know with that door closing this one's opening a lot of fresh starts you know a lot of new characters being introduced and i think it's definitely a good decision on uh marvel and disney's part to have this gap in between movies you know where endgame is you know released in this past april and we don't have black widow until may of next year because I'm not exactly sure how anyone else feels, but I was getting a little bit of superhero fatigue. I mean, I'll, I'll still go see these movies until the end of time, but I was I was kind of getting to the point where, I mean, especially at the end of Endgame, where it just like weighs so heavily. You're just like, you know, I'll 
so much is coming to an end, like so much death and, you know, some of it's, you know, kind of like quote unquote happy endings, you know, but, uh, yeah, it, it just kind of weighed heavily on me and I'm not sure if anyone else can relate to that sentiment, but that's, that's kind of how I felt. So I, I feel like this, this break in the MCU, uh, almost a year, uh, I guess it will be, you know, a full year in between theatrical releases it'll be a nice kind of palate cleanser so yeah um Lindsay, do you have anything else to add no cool all right well we will sign off uh like i said during the episode if you want to comment on any social media or on the website uh, as far as things that I kind of glazed over with my lack of knowledge and you know what's is you know coming with with these characters or storylines you want to fill me in on your your vast knowledge then i welcome it with open arms because i'm always looking to expand my comic book knowledge you you could just say hey david why don't you just crack a fucking comic book but i you know i i have so little time and i have a podcast to run so that's why I, I reach out to you fine people that know shit and I get you to tell me the shit and then I'll talk about the shit. It's very all it's just all very technical. Uh, but yeah, uh, make sure you uh, like the podcast, follow the podcast on all social media, uh, subscribe, leave a rating and review wherever you get your podcast, wherever you listen to our podcast. It really helps us out. We love ratings and reviews even more than money. Uh, Money is great, but ratings and reviews help boost the podcast in all their respective uh, hosting platforms like Apple and Google Podcasts as far as helping people uh, find us a little bit easier. So yes, if you'd like to leave us a rating and review... That would be awesome, and I would owe you a solid. So, yes, uh, we will sign off now, and like always, be kind, stay geeky, eat lots of cheesecake. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>